Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. KCBS Radio, original podcasts. One of the residents at the Oakland Wood Street encampment has just been arrested as officials have moved in to clear out tons of debris there. What was once Northern California's largest homeless encampment has come to a close. It will take two weeks to completely clear this three-acre parcel on Wood Street in West Oakland under 880. It's making way for 170 units of affordable housing, but hundreds of people had already called this space home. From KCBS Radio in San Francisco, I'm Holly Kwan. This is Bay Current. Wood Street has been an eyesore for years, but it's also been a last resort for many of the estimated 5,000 homeless in Oakland. People like Wood Street resident Jazz Calibri. Sad to see like people losing homes that they built for themselves and community being like fractured and scattered and like we're trying while we're trying to hold it together, but also frustrated with like the powers that be like not talk to us about like actual solutions. Residents are being supplied with a spot at the Wood Street Cabin Program, an $8 million state-funded offering of cabins with locks and windows, light and heat, somewhere to cook food, some place to get a job. But as my colleague Matt Bigler found, not everyone wants to be off the streets. A small army of city vehicles, including dump trucks and police cars, surrounded the Wood Street encampment. The residents knew this was inevitable. They received eviction notices late last month. Most appeared to accept their fate. Maven Carter Griffin is with the Wood Street People's Collective. I want it clean, and I'm, I'm hoping that this will help us stay organized a bit. They're going to push us out, but they have to give us housing at this location. The city plans to build a large affordable housing complex at this site, but that project is years away. In the meantime, some neighbors are concerned about where these homeless folks will end up. Mia says the city should be offering more support to all of its unhoused neighbors. They don't have places to dump and don't have bathrooms and stuff, but you know, the city could be providing those things instead of um, criminalizing the human beings that are living down the street. What could be the final cleanup of Wood Street is expected to take weeks. Joining me now is KCBS reporter Matt Bigler. Matt, you covered this uh, earlier this week, and we've been covering it, actually, both of us, for a number of years now. I remember when there were fires at the Wood Street encampment that would bring the fire department to that location several times a week. There Mm -hmm. was uh, times where the freeway, um, 880, 980, had to be shut down because there was so much smoke 
coming from the encampment that uh, it was impeding uh, drivers. Uh, is this when things started to draw attention from city officials? I think that's when it first got on most people's radar is when you have commuters having to slow down on 880 because there are big plumes of smoke coming up from under the freeway. There were there were vehicle fires in that encampment, which was located right under the freeway overpass, and it was a problem for a long time. There was a major fire last year that caused that freeway slowdown, and then there was a fire that got very close to the East Bay Mud water treatment plant, and there are some volatile chemicals in there. That was the point where all the parties involved decided enough is enough. This has to be stopped because we are looking at a potentially huge explosion. If a fire breaks out and somehow ignites these chemicals at the water treatment plant, that could have been disastrous. Now, this was at one time the largest homeless encampment in Northern California. Didn't they say at some point they had a thousand people more than that there? Uh, Hundreds at at the very least. uh, And it stretched a mile or so along 880, along the railroad tracks there, an industrial area. We don't know exactly how many people live there, but it was a lot. And we're talking about a shanty town. I described it at one point as a dump. You know, when I was a kid, I went to the dump with my dad in the Central Valley. And I remember walking amongst refuse and garbage and kitchen scraps and the smell. That's what this encampment reminded me of, because it is just a no man's land where there are huge piles of garbage, human waste, burned out vehicles. It was a mess, uh, putting it very lightly. And the cleanup was long overdue. Public hazard. Yeah, a health health and human safety hazard. Despite this, there were people who lived there who felt that this was a community. They had created their own infrastructure, um, a support network, you know, you might say, Mm -hmm. for the people who lived there. It was a community, and that is a very broad term. Uh, There was a small subset of the hundreds of people that had set up a communal kitchen, communal pantry, some sleeping areas. And on paper, or at least by description, it sounds pretty good, where they all live together and they share their belongings. However, when something like that is set up in an area that is not sanctioned at all, there are always problems. Uh, Electricity gets hacked into. uh, There are... uh, there's no real way to contain the waste. You have to bring in porta potties. So that kind of thing never lasts very long. I've covered multiple versions of this community over the years, and this was just the latest iteration that sounded like a good idea. But if you don't have regulations making sure that people are not harmed in the process or uh, that it doesn't get out of control, then things quickly quickly spiral. And surprisingly, there is actually power. Because I know that you've covered stories where people have had solar panels in encampments. Is that right? Yeah. In, at the uh, Ashby BART station, people set up, homeless folks set up solar panels connected to generators, uh, excuse me, to batteries. And they were able to supply themselves with power. That's something that has happened. More often, though, what happens is transients will tap into streetlights or other city-provided power in a very haphazard kind of way, they string uh, very low voltage cables across sidewalks to get electricity to power their devices, to charge their phones, that kind of thing. And that's very hazardous. So the initial cleanup started in summer of last year and there were was outrage, there was protest, um, but there were all these other kinds of trickle down impacts, correct? The challenge is, where do these folks go if they can't stay in an area where they've been living? The city has tried to set up 
alternative housing with sleeping sheds, with, uh, in some cases, RV parking lots, but those are mostly full. And so what inevitably happened is the people who lived at Wood Street went to other unsanctioned areas, including, in some reports, San Leandro. And here's a report that I did last year, shortly after the Wood Street clearing began by Caltrans. This is Matt Bigler in San Leandro, where the fire gutted this vacant warehouse on Washington Avenue. Multiple sources tell KCBS the business was a marijuana grow operation, which just recently shut down and transients started moving in. It seems to be in conjunction with uh, when they cleared out the homeless in Oakland. They seem to be coming down the tracks. Ed Piercy, vice president of a nearby printing company, is referring to the sweep of the Wood Street encampment, which Caltrans just started clearing three weeks ago. With every displacement, it's just going to move the problem to another community. This stuff's got to stop. It's gotten really bad. Becky Strode says she's been harassed and physically threatened by the homeless, and her 911 calls go largely unanswered. I know they're shorthanded because of everything that's been going on, and I understand that, but if you don't deal with this situation and they feel that they're getting away with it, then they, they'll do whatever they want. So far, there's no evidence the fire was caused by the homeless, but arson investigators are probing that as a possibility. So that's just a microcosm of some of the effects of the Wood Street clearing, and there's still no definitive answer about where those folks should be living now that the largest encampment in Northern California has been largely cleared out. So why is this site being cleared in the first place, Matt? Well, it's on city property, and the city would like to build a very large affordable housing complex to meet the needs of people like this who need to be housed the problem is this 171-something unit complex won't be completed for several years. I'm not even sure when groundbreaking will happen, but before any of that work can start, the Wood Street encampment has to be totally cleared. And so that looks like it's finally happened, or at least is happening over the next couple of weeks. And I would imagine that once they actually clear the site, there has to be some kind of remediation, too. I mean, they're, they, they don't know what kind of chemicals have been used, what has burned on that property and when you start to build something like affordable housing you want a clean slate it's toxic holly <laughs> you and i have been to these places you don't know what's been dumped burned uh left there over years and so there will have to be testing and then clearing uh, and then only then can you start breaking ground yeah the irony here also is that like you said that they're trying to build housing by moving people who are unhoused out and these are people some of whom may have become homeless over the course of the pandemic. Right. During the pandemic is when this became a real problem. You had, uh, over years, people living under that 880 flyover in Oakland, and pretty much everyone looked the other way because it was only a few dozen people. During the pandemic, it mushroomed. Lots of people went there as the housing of last resort. If you couldn't get into a shelter, if you couldn't get into a, a safe RV parking space, you pulled your RV under 880 and just sort of stayed there. And that's why it became such a problem. Now that the pandemic is ending, we are starting to see the end of the Wood Street encampment. Thanks very much, Matt. Absolutely. You heard Matt talk about how this encampment mushroomed during the pandemic. This closure is coming as Alameda County is ending its pandemic-era moratorium on evictions at the end of April, and the city of Oakland is about to do the same, but gradually. City Council member Dan Kalb. We do believe that once it's lifted, there are going to be some evictions, uh, and we're concerned that, that we don't want to, you know, all of a sudden add 
a large number of people to our homeless population. That's why homeless advocates say if you don't address the root causes of homelessness, you're just going to keep getting encampments like Wood Street or Binford Road in Novato, Marin County's largest vehicle encampment. The reason everybody's on Binford Road is that it's illegal to park everywhere else. And the county of Marin has actually been forcing people to Benford Road from all across the county. North Bay homeless advocate Robbie Paulson. People got to live. People got and people have built a community there. And a lot of these people are, are people that got jobs. Marin is hiring a full-time social worker to coordinate housing services. It's also looking for one and a half million dollars in state money to bring in more staff to find the 40 or so campers some permanent housing. My thanks to KCBS reporter Matt Bigler for joining me this week. I'm Holly Kwan. Bay Current is a production of KCBS Radio. For more Bay Area stories, subscribe to Bay Current on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.